You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Marketing Distilled. I'm Jonathan Gaby, your master distiller. Here on the podcast, I discuss marketing best practices, trends, and more with the intent of distilling the complex down to the simple. And in this week's episode, I take a listener question from Lily Neal. Lily is the owner of a professional organizing business called Revise Your Space. She's based in the Austin, Texas area. If you are in the Austin, Texas area and you need help getting your office, home, or business organized, you just might want to check her out. She can be found on the web at reviseyourspace.com or Revise Your Space on social media. Now, before I go any further, I should mention that everything I'm talking about here won't necessarily guarantee results because it's marketing after all. So uh, without further ado, as they say on podcasting land, uh, let's dive into the content and uh, hear from Lily Neal. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for taking my question today. I'm Lily of Reviser Space, and I offer professional organizing services in the Austin, Texas area. What I'd like to hear you discuss is how to market as a service business. I don't have a physical product I offer, so marketing is a little different for me. I'd like to get your take on how entrepreneurs like me and businesses like mine can effectively market ourselves. Well, thanks for the question, Lily. And uh, by the way, if you're listening to the Marketing Distilled podcast and you want a question answered here on the show, you can go ahead and uh, email me. Uh, contact at jonathangaby.com. So um, here's the thing. Uh, before we go in any further, we should kind of look into a bigger picture, uh, not only with the background of her business and uh, what she'd like to do, and then um, more or less, I'm going to treat this episode as kind of like a master class in uh, marketing and thinking about marketing in general. Hopefully that way, if you are in a service-based business, you can take some of the things that I've discussed here and implement them into your own, um, into your own marketing for your own business. So let's dive in and talk about, uh, the background of Lily, uh, in her, uh, organizing business. According, now I looked her up on the National Association of Professional Organizers website, and she does have a listing on the, uh, I guess what they call NAPO, N-A-P-O, uh, the website there. And according to her listing on that website, she's been in business for less than five years. And I know that from looking at the website, there are approximately 52 or more uh, professional organizers within, uh, I think, um, I, I googled around 100 miles or 50 miles of um, uh, 
the downtown Austin area, like what, whatever the zip code is for the state capital. I don't know Austin very well, so that just gives me something to shoot for. Also, uh, I do know that without getting too much into the weeds, I think it's safe to say that the geographic area is a good place to have a business and has lots of opportunity. I see that uh, lots of people are moving into the Austin area. Um, bigger things like I think uh, Tesla has has moved into some some space in Austin, and there are all these folks coming into the area to move and to enjoy Texas and the um, the freedom that Texas uh, provides their citizens. So a lot a lot of people are moving into the area. And, and that'll play into kind of our strategy moving forward uh, as we keep uh, discussing this topic of how to market a uh, service-based business. So now that we understand kind of the background of uh, Lily's business, she, what, basically what she does is go into a, a home and organize closets, organize uh, spaces, attics, you know, I, I don't really know the intimate details of, of what she does, but basically she uh, provides a service where she cleans out um, spaces and makes them more manageable and more, um, more peaceful, let's say. So we know that uh, she's been in business for less than five years and that Austin, Texas is a great place to have this kind of uh, business where she's organizing folks. So let's look at some strategy now. I think it's good to always have a, an understanding of what our North Star is in our goal uh, in business. And our North Star is really what we're shooting for and uh, what we are here to do. When I looked at her website, uh, Revise Your Space says, um, maybe, maybe it doesn't say this, but this is what I get uh, from looking at her material. Revise Your Space helps you organize your home or work to help you enjoy all that Austin has to offer. I think that's interesting. Um, in this instance, I think it's more of a mission or a vision for her business, but it certainly isn't a goal for uh, her marketing. For me, a goal is something that is kind of follows the uh, SMART uh, framework or SMARTER framework. If you're uh, a Michael Hyatt full focus planner guy like me, uh, he's, uh, Michael Hyatt's put his stamp of uh, approval on a SMARTER framework. And simply, you've probably heard this before, but it bears repeating that the SMART framework is specific, it is measurable. It is actionable and it's relevant and it's time bound. So not only do we have a specific thing that we're looking for, we can measure against what we're doing. It is something that can be done and it's relevant to what's going on in the business. And uh, it does have a deadline uh, so that we know uh, kind of what we're shooting for. It's not just like an open-ended kind of thing. I'm going to take a drink for a minute because this is the Marketing Distilled Podcast. So for Lily's business, um, I kind of just created a kind of a goal. And this is out of the out of the blue. This is not I haven't talked to her about this or anything. This is just something that I think would be doable in her business in the next quarter. 
So let's say that Revise Your Space wants to acquire 20 new clients by the end of the quarter. So that goal is specific. It does have a number attached. It's uh, acquired 20 new clients by the end of the quarter. It is measurable. So, you know, we have 20 new clients, yes or no. It's actionable because we have said to acquire the uh, new clients. And it is uh, realistic and it is time bound. So we know that uh, what we should be shooting for is 20 new clients by the end of the quarter. So what this does mean that, and I did go to her website and I did uh, crunch some numbers for, you know, kind of what the revenue would be look would be like if she did uh, meet this goal. And I did all the math beforehand because if I did it live uh, on, on a podcast recording, I'm sure that I would make some sort of a, a of a mistake. So I've, I've got gotten all this stuff written down and I'll just share it with you. So at the minimum offering of $225 for three hours. Uh, this means that she uh, stands to make $4,500 for the quarter, or if you divide it up into three uh, uh, equal payments or install or three, three equal um, revenue generating activities, uh, she would, she would stand to make $1,500 per month. So not only do you need to budget for the required time that you'll need to provide the services, which um, which I'll get into in a minute, uh, but you also have to kind of figure in how much time you're going to, to spend. It's, it's not one thing just to say we're going to do X amount of business, but you have to also think about what you have to do to get that uh, to get those results and to get those things achieved. And, uh, you know, you have to think about the back end. This is something that I learned uh, working at a, how shall, how, how shall I say this, a, a quick service restaurant known for its chicken sandwich and uh, waffle potato fries. And in, in that business, I, I had to really think about not only what I wanted to do, but all the things that I would need to do to get there and um, you know, that, that would be like making sure that you have enough inventory if you're going to offer something for sale or having enough people to do the thing that you want to do because there's nothing worse than being stressed out and, um, I, I guess, worn thin and spread out thin when you're trying to do something big. So in this section, uh, you really need to budget not only the, the required time that you need to provide the services, which... Um, which is the generate the the revenue generating uh, part of this, but you also have to factor in the uh, discovery calls and then the uh, hours that you might use to uh, complete this the the marketing plan or these ideas that I have for Lily. So if you're listening to this episode and you have nothing else to, to learn from, not only do you have to figure out you know, the, the things that you need to do to make the money, but all the things leading up to you know, acquiring the clients and marketing yourself and doing all these things to um, actually complete the goal. So for Lily, she has to kind of budget some things. If, if that's what she wants to do, she probably needs to budget 
uh, 20 hours for discovery calls. Each each new client gets an hour of consulting, like, hey, what's your what's your pain point? What do you need help with? With those kind of things. So she's going to have to budget 20 hours for discovery calls for the quarter. And then she's going to have to budget in 60 hours of the actual delivery of the services. So she stands to uh, have to, you know, budget 80 hours for the quarter. Um, so with all that uh, stated there, uh, she has to budget at least 80 hours for the quarter. And this could be very doable. I mean, this is like two weeks of full-time work. So, you know, whatever she has to do to budget that, maybe she has another thing going on or whatever. Um, so just know that she has to make sure that she can accommodate the additional um, work that she has. And, you know, not only, you know, existing clients that she has re recurring um, offerings with or whatever else that is. So in, in this, in this instance, we do know not only what her background is, not only do we know kind of like a goal or a big picture of what is, uh, what she's shooting for. So now that we have a goal, tell me what would be next. And we're going to pause here for a moment to refresh my lips with uh, some bourbon whiskey. Very good now. All right. So the first thing I would do if, if I were doing uh, any kind of service-based business or um, certainly in the case of Lily Neal's revisor space business, uh, anyone with a service business, service-based business should really work on getting their website ready for uh, people to view. It's the one thing that people can control uh, as a business. And it's something that you can really make uh, make your own. It, it's your home on the web, and it's the way that you can express yourself the best and really create a good experience and a good environment for existing clients or those that uh, you are wishing to attract and retain. So I'm a big fan of Don Miller's uh, story brand uh, style of marketing, and that is really how... Uh, how I think with uh, websites. Now, I'm not a story brand certified guide. It's a little bit expensive for me to do that, but I have read his books and I do understand that the idea that you're trying to do uh, or the idea that you're trying to uh, get across when you are uh, in business is that what, what happens is a, a lot of people want to position their business as the hero. They are the ones that do the thing and they should get the credit. And if you're following the story brand uh, principles and the story brand framework, then you know that that's the, probably the easiest uh, and, and probably the worst thing that you can do to your website copy. What you should be doing is positioning your client or your ideal customer as the hero of the story. And your business is the, uh, the guide to the hero to um, help them achieve their goals and their mission. And what that helps you do is uh, get a lot, of, a lot of confusion, a lot of unnecessary things, a lot of, you know, just extraneous things that, that don't really matter. 
out of your website so that you can focus on, you know, here's what I do. Here's what I offer. Here's how this can help you. And do you want to do business with me? So, uh, Lily, if you're listening, if you're listening to this episode, I would grab a story brand, uh, book and read that and see if you can, um, take any of those principles in the book and implement them on their, on your website. So, uh, I did go to her website at reviseyourspace.com. And generally I, uh, I think that she's got great positioning and an interesting hook in that she's targeting newcomers to the Austin area. So I do want to say that if you're in a service-based business, that you should have some sort of a hook, some sort of a um, an ideal client uh, in mind when you write copy and when you go through uh, developing your website copy. And she certainly has done that. She seems to be uh, wanting to help people that have moved to the area. Perhaps when she moved to the Austin, Texas area, she found that it was really overwhelming and really uh, difficult to uh, get situated in a new city, and she really wanted someone to help her uh, get organized and unpack and get settled in so that she can start, you know, as she said in her mission statement previously, to enjoy all that Austin has to offer. So that uh, that's good. Now, when I uh, when I looked at her homepage, I saw that her introduction section was before her testimonial slider. Uh, she does have a little section on there telling uh, some telling the prospective client or visitor to the website uh, some things about Lily, but I think that it would be better if she would flip those two sections in in like the flow of her website, she should put her testimonial slider first and then um, put the introduction section on there. In my view, it just seems that what you're doing is is emphasizing that other people find her uh, services to be relevant, to be useful. And then I can look and say, oh, this is about Lily. So this is the person that helps them helps helps with that would help me in uh, organizing my space or you know with whatever service that I'm doing. And by the way, in this episode, I am kind of treating this as as a master class of sorts. So when you are uh, listening to this episode and if you are a service-based business, that you can take the principles that I'm uh, sharing with you on this episode and apply this to your plumbing or you know whatever, uh, business that you have that certainly would not be uh, professional organizing, but it is a service nonetheless. So uh, some dingers on her website, though. Uh, I think that she could use uh, to, to make better use of her graphic elements like pictures and things like that. Uh, I see a lot of photos of bookshelves that are that are really nicely organized, by the way. So, you know, she's she's chosen great photos. But I think that maybe... Uh, she could um, switch out those uh, stock photos for photos of her with her happy clients or uh, more before and after. Because also what you're doing with your website copy is you're, um, you're really presenting the problem that people have 
And for her, that would be um, disorganization, disarray, chaos. You can't find anything. You can't, you, you can't find that thing. And uh, that just drives you nuts. And, and, and why, why is this so visually uh, unappealing when I go into my closet and everything's a wreck and nothing's like stored and, you know, I can't find anything. So at, you, you, uh, you share what the problem is and then you continue agitating uh, the, the problem with your copies. Like, man, wouldn't you just love to be able to find everything in your, in your closet? Yes. I mean, who wouldn't? Uh, then you say, here's the opportunity, uh, work with me and I will help you, uh, get, uh, your, your space and your, uh, closet, your, your home, whatever, you know, you know, you're, you're struggling with organized so that it's better for you and, and you feel more sane. You'll actually, you know, want to go into your garage that, you know, you got to fix your car or whatever. I'm just, I'm just shooting things out, uh, as, as I have ideas and, uh, certainly kind of off the, the outline, but um, one thing that I see that she does this really well, I love, uh, so she has a contact page on her website, and she does have um, a slider of various before and after pictures that she has uh, on her website and what she has done for her clients. So for me, when I look at this website, I see, oh, contact me. She's going to help me, um, you know, have the same experience. Like my pantry is all out of whack or my closet, you know, whatever those things. It's a reminder of what uh, I'm, it's a reminder for the client or the potential customer what the promise is that working with Lily or working with your business uh, is going to provide. So I like that about her. So uh, all in all, I think that the the uh, main thing is is that you have to um, you know get your website ready because your website's your home and your website is the place that you can uh, really showcase what you do and how you can make an impact for your clients and customers. So, uh, really quickly, I want to share something my friends at Storyblock have to make you smarter. It's a new report called the State of Content Management and is a very useful survey of about 515 businesses in the U.S. and Europe, companies just like yours if you're in the marketing space, and how they are approaching content distribution through their digital channels in 2022. Think about it. You have to provide content for your website, social media, maybe a mobile app. Then there's e-commerce platforms, voice-activated speakers. Managing, managing content is more complex today than ever. So get insights and ideas on how companies like yours are tackling the content challenge with the State of Content Management Report from Storyblock. Just go to storyblock.com slash marketing distilled for your free report. That's storyblock without the C dot com slash marketing distilled. And uh, while we're in commercial mode, ladies and gentlemen, I want to uh, kind of ask that if you have a question for me and the marketing distilled podcast, and uh, you'd like to get your uh, question answered for uh, your business or uh, any kind of business marketing question that you might have, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, record 
you asking that question on, say, like your voice memo app or something like that and email it to me and I'll see what I can do and I'll get back with you uh, in future episode. And uh, as far as uh, the question that you all have probably been wondering, what am I drinking right now uh, in the Marketing Distilled podcast? Well, this uh, this is the first real episode of the Marketing Distilled podcast, and I would be remiss if I didn't start it out with Evan Williams and uh, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's uh, from Kentucky's first distiller, so apropos for this episode. It's coming in at about 86 proof, uh, 43% alcohol by volume, uh, genuine sour mash, extra aged in oak. I don't know how long they aged it for, but uh, it's a good bourbon. Uh, I can't tell you anything about notes or anything yet because my palate's so rough, but that's uh, that's what I'm drinking. So if you do enjoy your bourbon, then give Evan Williams uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon a try. So uh, now that we've uh, paid all the bills and uh, asked you to do something for me, oh, by the way, uh, Subscribe to this podcast if you find it helpful and rate and review it. Uh, that helps the podcast get uh, out to more people. And, um, yeah, help me out. Yeah, throw, a, throw a couple dollars in the tip jar in, in, in the way of subscribing and rating the podcast. So uh, let's get back to this content where uh, we are providing some marketing to help to Lily Neal, the owner of Revise Your Space at reviseyourspace.com, a professional organizing company in Austin, Texas. So clearly the next thing uh, I probably would review on a service-based business is their social media. Uh, and when I looked at her social media, I says, uh, you know, I think that she's doing a great job pulling back the curtain on what she does and how she helps her clients. Uh, but here I would kind of recommend that she does some more content to highlight, uh, who she helps and the, uh, the, the transformation that she provides, uh, her clients. So that could be like, she she has this content on her website that um, or on her social media about her uh, working with a, a client that has this spare bedroom that just becomes the uh, the catch all place. Like you got stuff that you want to do you, you, that that you want to get rid of or you don't know what to do with, chuck it in there. And you know I think we all have that have that in our house somewhere. And she has this really nice uh, before and after photo of the mess it was and the remarkable place that it is now. But with her social media, she could start telling the story of uh, who the client was and kind of get the client to say uh, some nice things about Lily, kind of like a testimonial, some some sort of a, um, hey, I really liked working with Lily Neal at Revise Her your space because she helped me get like this, this, uh, this room back in order. And now I can have a lovely guest room as opposed to a, um, you know, catch all, you know, storage unit inside my house. So I think that she would do well. And I think certainly that if you are in the service-based business, then you should always be, uh, tooting the horn of your clients in that, 
they're the ones that are the hero in the story. So look at uh, look at the great things that they're doing now that I I helped them uh, now that now that I've done the work for them. I hope that makes sense. Uh, but mostly, um, she's doing a good job on her social media. Uh, she has a video of her speaking to a business group in the Austin area where she is kind of pitching her business and, and talking about it. And I think that it was well-received based on the cheering and the applause that, that she got from uh, the attendees there. Uh, pretty polished performance there from what I could tell, but this isn't a public speaking show. This is the Marketing Distilled uh, podcast where I talk about marketing. So, uh, but I guess public speaking is somewhat a form of marketing too, but I digress. Anyhow, uh, the, the, the point I'm trying to make with social media here is that you really should be, again, uh, doing all that you can to showcase the transformation that your client undergoes by your help and by your guiding your client through the process that they want. The thing about social media, though, as a like third-party person to uh, her business, uh, I can't look at any of the analytics behind uh, the posts, and I can't see how um, those posts are uh, performing. So I can't really say, you know, do more of this or do more of that. I think it looks all good. Um, the lesson here for your um, your your service-based business is to maybe take a week, uh, take every seven days or something like that and look at what posts are performing well and take note of any number of things. Uh, the content that you provide, like what kind of content was this? Was this a video? Was this uh, just text? Was this uh, a poll? You know, what kind of content was this? And uh, how many people engaged with it? You know, what was your um, metrics on, on engagement and reactions and things like that? And this is for, you know, Facebook specific. Um, and then just, just learn what people are more gravitated towards. I mean, like certainly, you know, time that they, um, that they were published certainly takes into uh, account of, you know, when you're trying to optimize your organic posts. Uh, in, in that way. So take that as a lesson to, you know, maybe set some time in your business to look at what's working and what's not and do more things that are working and do less of the things that are not working. Um, and then I would say from an ad standpoint, think if you could create some general ad and do zip code targeting or, you know, look into your demographics of who you're trying to reach and create an ad to kind of go after uh, those folks. And uh, maybe your goal right now is to get people to sign up for a discovery call. Like you do those hour long um, discovery calls for people that are trying to, um, see if you're a good fit for, for working on their problem. Uh, that certainly would be something to uh, consider. And maybe that's something I could talk about on a future episode of the Marketing Distilled podcast. Uh, so I think that that is most of the social media aspect of, of uh, revise your space and um, service-based businesses. So now what I want to do is kind of see like how we can make that goal of 20 more clients uh, paying me 
uh, a minimum of $225 for three hours of organizing work uh, to increase my revenue of uh, – to increase my revenue by $4,500. I think that's what I said uh, previously. I'm just going to scroll up here to my show notes. And I do, in fact, say that very thing. So here's some ideas that I think that you could uh, implement with uh, Revise Your Space. Now, I think uh, Lily Neal is onto something when she is uh, working with real estate agents. One of the things that I noticed that uh, she's doing in her uh, speech and her in her you know latest Facebook posts is that she's speaking to real estate agents and she's working with the real estate industry in, in general. So um, I really think that she might be onto something when she's uh, working with uh, real estate agents and finding out people that are moving because, you know, as I said at the beginning, she she might have had some personal experience with moving to Austin, and you know the headache it is to uh, you know get your place sorted and you know organized in the way you want it, and the the problem that that presents when you really want to go, uh, you know, see Austin Austin nightlife, and there's this uh, music vi- venue that. Uh, Austin City Live, I think, is what they do. It's a really interesting place that you know has really great artists come in and play. Um, so there's like music, there's all all these things you want to do, and you can't do that because you're stuck at home trying to make sure that your your pantry is organized and all the boxes are clear. So we understand that you're targeting people who are moving to the area. So uh, I would I would continue working with your real estate agents and things like that. But I would also encourage uh, anyone in in the business like hers that needs or that has a targeted audience in mind to do direct mail to people that uh, fit this uh, profile and who live in the targeted area. So uh, this clearly isn't something new, but something I learned uh, from listening to another podcast episode. I forget what the podcast was. But I think it was with uh, Michael Dell, the uh, founder of Dell Computers. And he explained that uh, at the time he was selling papers, and I think in Austin too. So this is kind of like a a lesson that you can learn right at home. Uh, And he figured out that the time to market newspapers, he was selling newspapers, not, you know, computers uh, right yet. But when when he was selling newspapers, he figured out that the time to market newspapers was when people moved. He thought that and people knew the area would want to know what's going on in the community and, you know, kind of, you know, read what's going on in the world and, and kind of get familiar with the new space that they were in. So he, he figured out that he could find people that have moved to the area and send them a letter or send them some sort of a direct mail piece saying, Hey, we, we recently, uh, or we, we know that you've moved, uh, welcome to the area. Would you consider subscribing to the Austin times or, you know, whatever the newspaper was. So I think this was a pretty interesting play that he developed and certainly was successful. Uh, I think at the time he, he grew his newspaper business, quite a bit. 
But uh, the point I'm trying to make is that you have the right message at the right time to the right people. And this is something that Lily and certainly any other you know, service-based business could uh, employ is to really find out who is moving to the area and you know, get their email or get their, get their mailing address, say the address of the home that they're moving into. And of course, yeah, you, you'll probably have to fight with all the other people that are trying to get them to set up their internet or their, you know, utilities or, you know, whatever that might be. But at least, you know, it'd be a real interesting message to someone who just moved. I, I can see them moving into their new house and having boxes and boxes and things, and, and they just, you know, are overwhelmed with things. Uh, so maybe create a direct mail piece with, you know, husband and wife and you know, looking at all the boxes that they have in their, in their house. And wouldn't it just be great if you could hire somebody to uh, unpack you for yourself and let you uh, enjoy all that you've come to Austin to enjoy? Hire Lily Neal at reviseyourspace.com. Um, that could be something that you uh, look at to increase your um, increase your market share or acquire new customers. Because again, we're looking for just twenty new people. I'm sure that you can you can do that very easily with uh, direct mail piece to people that are moving. Uh, so I think that uh, what I what I do see with her and and so far this has been a glowing um, review and some really positive things that that she can do for her uh, business uh, to market her business. But one thing that I noticed that she may be a little, uh, a little generous with the discounts. Uh, the thing that I would want to always tell someone who is marketing their business is to play to their strengths and to really charge with their worth and don't do a lot of discounts um, at the front end. Maybe do a discount for uh, repeat uh, customers because as we know, uh, it costs you more to acquire a new customer as opposed to retain an existing one. So uh, I do notice that she has some discounts listed on her website for like package deals. And I think it's an interesting way of packaging her product or her service. But by and large, I think that you should charge full price for what you're worth and then maybe work in some discounts for uh, repeat customers. Um and, and I think that that's more of like a finance and operations thing. But from a marketing perspective, you want to, you know, make sure that you're getting every dollar that you can out of the new market uh, and discounting your prices uh, may not get you to that goal. And I think I think sometimes if we go to discount, it it may it may bring us to to look like we're. Uh, a little desperate for business. And certainly I don't think that, that is the case with Lily and her business. But if you're listening to this episode and you're marketing uh, a service-based business and you seem to discount a lot, it may uh, indicate to uh, the customer that one, you don't value what you do uh, as a business owner. And two, um, you may uh, not believe in what you're doing. Uh, I think it would be much better if you would, as I said twice already, uh, to go full price for your first person and then for uh, or for your first uh, engagement with this client, for a new client, and then uh, use uh, discounts as a retention play for future business down the road. 
Now, uh, I'm going to kind of bring it into a close here by offering another uh, tip that she seemed to be a little hesitant on on her um, on her website, and that is email marketing. I did not see any um, any place for me to enter my email address uh, to stay in touch with her and learn more about her company, about what she does. Uh, I think that we have a lot of fear in that because one, we don't want to come off as being spammy and uh, we don't want to be like inundated with emails ourselves. So when we as business owners and people that are building uh, our business, we don't want to um, necessarily bombard our customers or our, our audience with uh, that same thing. It's kind of like the golden rule, you know, treat me as I want to be treated and I'll treat you as, as, as I want to be treated. You know, that kind of thing. Terribly butchered, but you get the idea. But for a, a service-based business like Lily's, I think it's really important that you stay in uh, the top of mind and stay connected and provide value and nurture a relationship with someone, even if they're not willing to buy from you at the time. So obviously one thing, the, the last thing I would add or suggest to Lily and any other service-based business for that matter is to start using email marketing as a uh, part of your marketing mix for your business. Uh, everybody needs to have an email list and Lily is no exception nor is any other service-based business for that matter. Um, as I said before, and I'll say it again, uh, I see email as uh, a really great way to build that know, like, and trust factor to your business. And it's also a great way to establish a relationship with new clients and reinforce relationships with existing ones. Now, uh, I will say that you don't have to email every day and you certainly don't have to email every week, but you should have a kind of a regular cadence of when you're going to send out emails to your email list. Uh, so that could be every two weeks. That could be every month, just whatever uh, fits you and whatever uh, you're comfortable with. So if you're on board with starting email marketing as a service-based business, what the heck do you do? Well, this is uh, going to be kind of like a template that you can steal, you know, beg, borrow, and steal from me. Uh, this is all free content, by the way. Um, this is kind of what you should consider doing from from this uh, from this organizing business. First thing is maybe there's some tip that you could share with people about how to uh, organize your your junk drawer or how to organize your pantry. And in this email, you can say, hey, guys, hey, hey, gals, hey, folks, you know, whatever pronouns you want to use. Um, I've been getting a lot of people saying that, man, the worst thing about my house is the is the junk drawer in my kitchen. Uh, so in this email, I just want to talk to you about how you might be able to organize that yourself. And so you kind of go through your principles and, and the way that you um approach organizing a junk drawer. Now there's probably like a process that you have where you go through it and you, you know, keep toss and uh, donate things that you, you have in there so that you know what you have in there. I, I'm just thinking out loud. So basically having an organizing tip 
have have that uh, organizing tip as something of value to people that subscribe to your email list. And then um, through the week or through the month, you've worked with clients. And so maybe you have a story from a client that you'd like to highlight. So in this instance of a service-based business organizing homes and things like that, you're working with Sally to organize her uh, wardrobe. Uh, she uh, Lily does have this uh, video of how she tried to organize a really interesting uh, closet that didn't seem to have any kind of um, function to it. Like you had to walk all the way through this hallway or something to get to you know clothes. But anyhow, um, you know, highlight a story of uh, from a client to share uh, their success with your audience and. Again, what what that'll do is, is is develop that no like and trust factor with your business, but you're also showing people that are not uh, familiar with you or haven't bought from you yet the the power that you you have and and the transformation that you provide your your clients. So uh, at the end of this email, you may want to include a call to action, and that is like, do you have an area to organize? Call me or you know, visit my website at reviseyourspace.com and fill out this contact form and I will get back with you in 24 hours, whatever that would be. So I think in, in this section of, you know, things that I would improve or uh, to offer to her as tips and tricks and things is to um, do, do uh, direct mail and uh, do email marketing. And that's some some something of a of a high level thing, but uh, basically with your email you do an organizing tip and a story from client, and then you end it with a call to action where you're like, "Hey, do you have a, a room or a house that you'd like organized, or maybe your office needs some tender loving care from a professional organizer? Contact me, and we'll get the discussion started." These two things I think will get you in uh, top of mind and uh, keep you at top of mind uh, for your customers and your new clients and people that you want to grow your business with. So I think that about uh, wraps up uh, kind of the uh, masterclass of uh, marketing a service-based business. Uh, many thanks to Lily Neal for the question, obviously. So uh, before we really conclude this episode, um, we do want to go through kind of the, the topics here that I've discussed. First of all, if you're in a, f- a service-based business, you want to have a goal that you're shooting for, that specific, measurable, actionable, and uh, what is it, relevant and time-bound. Uh, I think that's the SMART acronym. And then work on your website and work on your social media and Come up with new marketing ideas, things that you haven't discovered before. <laughs> Excuse me. That Those things would definitely be um, email marketing and direct mail. So uh, I want to start concluding this episode and say thank you for tuning in to this episode of Marketing Distilled. And it's my hope that uh, Lily, if she's listening out there in Austin, Texas, as she's driving around to uh, service her clients, uh, organizing their homes and businesses, that uh, she finds this value, this uh, episode uh, of value, and that she'll get to work on her website, social media, direct mail, and email marketing. 
As a final uh, kind of note, like I said before, if you're looking for marketing help or if you're looking for uh, ideas to grow your business and increase your bottom line, uh, reach out to me. Uh, I'd love to work with you. I'd like to work with anybody that needs to uh, grow their business in some way. So uh, you can do that by uh, going to uh, jonathangaby.com or emailing me at contact at jonathangaby.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in two weeks, give or take. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.